there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. All right, here we go. Vegas Hockey Island on a Friday from Sunset Station, and the fun is going to continue. The Golden Knights are in the semis, win four in a row, take out the Avs. This is going to be a rocket ship of an hour from Sunset Station. Brian Blessing with Steve Carp out here, and Stevie Slapshot is back in studio couple of footnotes. That means Terrible Herbs is spending more money on the home game days. That would be Monday. Spin the wheel of Terrible Herbs for the VGK game day giveaway. $1,000. Adam S. Cutner on Twitter. You can win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. And our friends at John Smith Subs. You can save money with the hat trick special. And that's a sub, fries, and a drink. 20% off. Say the hat trick special or say Vegas Hockey Hotline. And we're pleased to announce we will be doing a Game 3 Hockey Watch Party here at Sunset Station a week from today. First game in Montreal, Game 3 of the series. Comes on TV at 5. Puck drops probably, you know, 5.20, something along those lines. So I think you're going to have to play hooky on work maybe for a couple hours, get out early. You don't want to deal with traffic. You want to get here, get yourself a good seat. It's going to be great fun. So... Vegas gets it done. McKinnon, McCarr showed up. Vegas was able to get the best of them. The Grubauer, honestly, there's a moment in the game. I mean, Colorado gets the first goal. They're loving life. McKinnon, McCarr are flying around. And we know how foolish, and he said it himself, Fleury looked when he let that goal in in game five. Well, I got news for you. Grubauer staring into the corner for three seconds mm. when the puck's at the point and he goes through the five hole and he's not even ready for it. Mm. Boy, you talk about a moment that really is kind of lost in the shuffle, all the things that happened as the game went on. How big was that moment and it had to rattle Grubauer on top of it? He, he did not look like he was into this game. I thought he had trouble tracking the puck. Even before Holden scored to tie it, and we're talking only a minute or so mm-hmm. into the game, he he just looked out of sorts. And maybe there was some residual carryover from Game Five when Stone beat him in OT to win it. Maybe there was a, a bit of a, an emotional hangover. I'll tell you what. You know the Vezina is going to be announced during the Stanley Cup Final. And, and the NHL announced today the schedule of all the award announcements. I guess they're not having a an award show in Vegas this year. There is an award. There is a show for the main awards, and then they're they're announcing one each day yeah, on kinda Monday. Like, kind of like baseball or basketball. Yeah, they're bleeding it out. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, he did not look like a Vezina candidate finalist to me. He got worse with each game. He was great in game one. He was lucky in game two that they called Riley Smith for slashing and they won it in overtime. 
And from that point on, he got it totally outplayed by Marc-Andre Fleury, who to me is a legit Vezina finalist. I don't know if he'll win it. Vasilevsky might. No, Grubauer is a finalist, but, I mean, it's a two-horse race. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Secretary and Sham and, you know. <laughs> Down the road, and and, the and, and, and Steve, you know, and I would say this to you. I mean, if it goes either way, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a voting thing, mm-hmm. but when you get to a voting thing, at age thirty-six, to kind of have the season he's had, and if it's if it's really, if you could say it's between these guys and those that vote, mm-hmm. I think there's an element of sentimentality that would come into this that could swing it Flurry's way. Uh, there's no question. There's no doubt about that. And remember, this is about the regular season, not what you do in the playoffs. Right. So, because Vasilevsky's been amazing in the playoffs for Tampa. He's been sensational. He, To me, he's the best of the four remaining goaltenders. Okay? And I'm not so sure Carey Price is in number two at the moment. Current form. Currently, yes, as we speak today. As we get ready to start the semis on Sunday. But we're going to see some really good goaltending in these two semifinals. Stevie, think of the four that are left. Flurry, Vasilevsky, Price, and Varlamov, when he's on his game, and he's on it way more often than he's not, sometimes you need a BB gun to beat him. He's been outstanding lately. The, the other thing about Montreal is the defense in front, and we'll see how much the finger-hand injury affects Petrie and whether he'll be able to play or not. But, you know, we, we know that the VGK has trouble scoring at times, and they're going into a defense in Montreal. Good luck getting goals. So, of all the things <laughs> we watched, I mean, let, let me just let's do the Gatling gun Cliff Notes synopsis of this whole thing. Like, Stevie, you sent me the article up in Denver. Like, these people are ballistic right now, going nuts. Yeah. You know, though the, the headline is, you know, the abs are built to win the ice capades, not the Stanley Cup. Some yeah, of them are Mark call- Kisler's column in the Denver Post. They're calling for... He's calling for Bednar's, Bednar's head. head. Yeah. Well, and I'm, changes. Well, and I, other changes. I, I would take issue with that. I mean, they're, they're a lot closer to it. I will say, in this series, I did think Bednar was asleep. And there's that false sense of security sometimes that when we be critical of the Golden Knights, that we're just better than you, that kind of mindset. But, I mean, I'm not Einstein, as you too well know, but after... Game three, in your Vegas outplayed him in game two. Colorado was okay in game three. The, the whole script changed with two goals in 45 seconds with five minutes left to go in the game. Right. But it, it was well underway at that point because Colorado, uh, what was it at that time? Was it it was was it one nothing at that point or two? What, the game itself? The game three. When Vegas got the two goals. I thought, Wasn't it 3-1? Well, one? Vegas was down a goal and got yeah. two goals in 45 seconds right. and one. So it was 2-1. Okay. So then, you know, then it, it keeps going. And before game five, Steve, right, did we not say, I don't understand what he's doing, that Colorado has now for five periods in a row tried to skate it through Vegas. 
who were standing up at the blue line, and the forwards were right there with the tight gap in the neutral zone. And, yeah, we know you're fast and we know you're skilled, but if they're going to do that, sometimes you take what they give you and you got to dump it in, go get it. They started doing that then, and Colorado got their act together. They should have won game five by doing that. And last night they were better doing I just thought that they they were really slow to make that adjustment as Vegas completely swung the series around. I, I thought Vegas actually made the better adjustment. Of course. In game two. And I think that's where this series swung, even though Vegas lost. Because they left that building knowing they could play with this team. And that game one was a total aberration. Petranzo, we, and we've and, said that. Petranzo said it last night. He said that was good for us, getting smoked like that. He, yeah. We all felt bad that they, they hung Leonard out. Right. But they, they and they, you know, they, they, listen, you know, we say this stuff, and they're betting angles and things and common sense. But you did. You played game seven. I'm not giving them a pass to get destroyed like that. But you played game seven. Leonard hadn't been playing. Uh, the game was a throwout. It, it was a nothing bird. Yeah. Not that you're sitting there looking to throw away a game. But, you know, Leonard, sorry, you're in yeah. there. Uh, if they get 17, you're in there. Because the whole premise was to get flurry rest. I I, I still think the board did the right thing. Of course it he did. did. It just I, backfired I, on him. I, we I, we thought, we no, we, we said we said Friday going to the weekend, if they win, look for Leonard to play game one. Yeah. All right, it didn't work. He went right back to Flurry in game two. And from that point on, everything was fine. I, To me, there were a couple of keys to why Vegas is still playing. Colorado's making tee times. First of all, Vegas's overall defense was superior from the goal out. Okay, They were blocking shots yeah. like maniacs, starting with Alec Martinez McNabb being back in the lineup after the COVID positive test was big. Holden was tremendous. White Cloud was excellent. And Petrangelo finally, finally started playing like the $8.8 million man. Now, notice there's one name I didn't mention. Your guy. Yep. 27. Imagine that. that they're, they're getting, Can you imagine if he gets if it he, going? If he gets going. They they might be hand and stone the cup. Oh, by the way, if memory serves, hasn't he always had monster games against Tampa? Theodore? Well, he won uh, yeah. the very first time. Yeah, remember that? He won with a couple seconds ago. Yeah. All right. The other thing was DeBoer outcoached Bednar. Made the adjustments. And big the big okay. one, and the elephant in the room, the better goalie. Well, I said that. They were better from the goal out. But then finally, they kind of, and I don't know how they did it. They didn't just use Stone's line against McKinnon. They played Carlson's line. They played Wadden Tuck. And I, I think they, I, they I, managed to don't you contain think, them. Well, you know what? When you talk about okay, in series adjustments, are they mm-hmm. overrated or how or how impactful are they? It may have been as simple as Stone 
Stevenson Pacioretty gave the other lines the blueprint on what to do. Yeah. And it's okay. Okay, that's what you're doing. And they all employed the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? My, my, I have a couple of lasting memories of last night, and one of them was Tuck just obliterating McKinnon <laughs> behind the Colorado gold. He's hard to period. knock off his pins. He is. But that, to me, like, sent a real message that, you know, the abs are not coming back. And they're not going to find a way to win. So all of this, you put it all together into one big pot, you stir it up, and you got a pretty nice stew to serve mm-hmm. heading into the semis. Well, Stone said and, it was a said it was a major league tilt. Well, and, it and, was, and, but here's as we look ahead, here's the big thing for Vegas. They are really, really close to being whole, or as whole as you want to be. Krebs is skating. Kelly McCrimmon came on Zoom with the media this morning or earlier today and said that Krebs is a full participant, which leads me to believe he's available if they need him. He said Nosek, who we haven't seen since early mm-hmm. in the Minnesota series, is close. Pacioretty has registered a point in all seven games he has played. He's starting to get his mojo working. I got to feel really good about where the Knights are heading as we go into the semis on Monday. I I just think when you've got all your guys and you've got depth and you're playing as well as they're playing, especially defensively, did you ever think that this would be an elite defensive team in your wildest dreams? No. Because we're all about watching the fancy passing and the and the highlight reel goals we have forgotten no it's the, it, how DeBoer has come in here and transformed the mindset into making this a really really good defensive team they're hard to play against mm-hmm. i don't care what montreal's going to throw at them you know suzuki gallagher I, it doesn't matter the Knights are very sound defensively, a lot like the team from Uniondale that's going to face Tampa. They're, they're kind of similar. They you know, were 1-2 in goals allowed all year, in Vegas and the Islanders. Let me, I, just, I, I don't even know why I did this. Why did you do it? No, no, no. Where do you see this? <laughs> this is shocking. I'm like, wow. When you just think of what they're doing and how they're playing. And we got this year to finish. And there's a lot of excitement about it. I just went to Cap Friendly just for giggles for a second to look up one thing, and I'm looking, going, you got to be kidding me. Next year, mm-hmm. you got another year of Zach Whitecloud at $725,000. You got Nick Hague at seven ninety one. Mm-hmm. Holden is $1.7, but man, he's a Swiss Army knife. Like, to, to, you know, I mean, it's, that's, it's not exorbitant by any means. Okay. Colasar, seven twenty-five. Nick Waugh, seven fifty. Yeah, these are guys that are. Con- I mean, these aren't just guys that are out there. These are guys that they're, are they're contributing. They're bargoons. Yeah, they are bargoons. You're right. And you know, now 
They're gonna have to. Oh, by the way, hey, Cribs, Cribs, Cribs probably makes the team. He's making eight ninety four. Right. <laughs> so, but you know, Martinez is a UFA, right? And, and he's he worth made, his what four? Four on the dot. Okay. Would he take a haircut? Would he, he do? The, would, he do the, it, would he do the George McPhee haircut? If they win the whole thing, he might. I think he likes playing here. Well, the no state tax thing too. Forget that stuff. He likes uh, playing I, on this team. I, no, I no. That would be the determining factor after all these years. You see him at the end of the game going nuts on the bench. He's. I'm telling you, he loves playing on this hockey team. So yeah, it's possible that he does take that haircut in the off season. And they, you know, they they make it up to him down the road somehow. Maybe they give him an extra year. You know, remember I mean, he's so, not a young guy anymore. So, and here are your UFAs: Yanmark and Nosek, and Martinez. That's it. Yeah. And I can make a case for keeping all three guys. They probably won't. But well, I can see. Well, let me I can make well, a case for it. But what if they win it? Hmm. If they win it, I think they'll want to keep Yanmark. They'll definitely want to keep Martinez and maybe keep Nosek. Right. That's that's pretty but wild. remember, actually. Peyton Krebs is going to make this team out of training camp in the fall. So somebody's not going to have a spot. So it could be Yanmark who walks. Mm-hmm. It could be Nosek who walks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man, I walked out of there last night thinking to myself, how the hell did this become such a good defensive team in front of a Hall of Fame goaltender? You know they got 249 blocked shots in 13 playoff games. That's just by Is that unbelievable? That's a crazy number. That's just, listen, that's guys buying in. And then you know what? Yes. Petrangelo is right there. We know Martinez has made it his staple. And it's always been McNabb's deal. But White Cloud, Holden, Haig when he's in the lineup, Theodore. You know, Theodore's become a much better defensive defenseman. I'm st- yes. As, as we've gone along. I know we, we love his offensive yeah, game. No, no. But he, he coughed it up. He had a, some turnovers mm. a little bit last night. No, you love the kid. The upside's through the roof. I got to tell you. What if he wakes if, up, if Brian? I, I know. What if he wakes up in I this know. Montreal series and dominates yep. like he did in the bubble last year? And you got Petrangelo on a Tootsie Roll. Uh, what the hell uh, happens then? It's all about peaking at the right time. Oh, my goodness. I, I swear to you, we said <laughs> this for the first. Stevie, what do you think? First two months of the season, you know, as Petrangelo was trying to find his way. I mean, without batting an eye, I thought Zach Whitecloud was their best defenseman. How about what this kid's grown into? Really, really I mean, solid. He, I don't know what it was. He got under their skin, man. After, yeah. I mean, every face wash and face scrum, they wanted a chunk of his hide. Well, he, he was cross the, the The one where uh, McKinnon... Slugs him in the face. He was cross-checking McKinnon against the boards, but that's what you, that's what you need to do. You know, I, I watch this kid, and and I he, he feels like a veteran NHL defenseman, like a guy who's played for seven years, and he's played two. He just does everything right. Yeah, he he kind of reminds me of Charlie McAvoy in the way he plays. Well, McAvoy's more offensive-minded. 
But I would but White Cloud is, is very similar. But I would say to you, and I don't think this will end up being the case here. I think if you needed him to be activated more, I think he could do it. Yeah. I think I think he is playing the role he's been given to a T. I think yeah, I oh, think no he question. could have more offensive spike to his game, but you they're, they're not that. asking for that. You might see that in the fall. I think you'll see it eventually. He, he showed signs of it. He, it. It's there. Brian's right. It's there. No, he's got the ability to to be a far more effective player offensively from his spot. No question about it. But I'm just like I'm watching these guys work the corners, blocking shots, getting you know tying up sticks in front of Flurry and not giving them second, third chances. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting with Ken Balky from Sinbin, and I'm saying, can you believe this? Mm-hmm. How good they've gotten defensively? The other they thing, are, are, they they're, they're are really, good. really good. No, they're solid. I mean, hey, listen, and I got news for you. You know who's going to be really good? I mean, really good? Korzak. We he's haven't gonna, even talked about He's that. going to be very good. Oh, my God, Yes. I mean, if you watched him at the World Juniors, he was laying guys out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. The other thing, there are a lot of keys. Vegas Vegas did what Colorado didn't do, how it all shook out. But it's amazing how, you know, how perilously close you were to the result being different. (laughs) You know, I mean, the margin was so thin. But I would tell you, if you wanted to, for me... Rolling four lines, is, that's Vegas's game. We'll get into that. But I think one of the true keys of this series is Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith. The chemistry is kind of back to what we saw in the first year. It really, it's, it's you know, we're doing the big Stonehenge clock going back. To the, they're, they're playing like that with the sick chemistry. And on top of it, they're going to the part of the ice, Steve, that isn't fun to go. So if one guy's on the periphery, the other two, whoever, they're putting themselves mm-hmm. with with that chemistry. They're also putting themselves in position to get the greasy goal, too. That line has been spectacular. Yeah. And, and you know, you saw it with Carlson's goal off the great pass from Martinez that put him up 2-1. to one. I mean... There were times in the last year and a half where he would miss the net on a play like that. Instead, yeah. now he's bearing those chances. By the way, specifically. He's the of year one. Mar- Marcheseau. And he's winning face-offs, too, and he's playing well in his own end of the ice. Marcheseau's yeah. clutch. Riley Smith is just all around good. Solid. He's solid. Okay. It's funny. We're talking about, and not that Carlson's ever really fallen off the map. But we're talking about what Petrangelo's doing now, how he's found his game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say in the last six weeks, I mean, it was at the end of the Carlson really started to become, like, really noticeable. Yeah. Like, it was never like, oh, Carlson's noticeable. Like, what's he doing? He's bad out there. He, he wasn't hurt. But, I mean, he was, like, noticeable in a great way. And he has, he has upped the ante. Yeah, again. He's winning face-offs. He's making good passes 
out of his own end. He's supporting the puck. He's doing what a good center does. Now, I still think in the offseason, Vegas needs to try to get a first-line centerman. Nothing against Chandler Stevenson, nothing against William Carlson. But I'm talking about, you know, that kind of elite guy, that Eichel-type guy, who are very hard to come by, by the way. And when you do find one, you pay a premium. But Carlson is doing just fine right now. Montreal will have to account for him whenever he's on the ice, whether it's in the dot, whether it's killing a penalty, whether it's in his own end supporting the D. He is playing very good hockey right now, as are his line mates. It's really like year one again, to tell you the truth, watching that line. Um, no, honestly, it right? is. You, have, you, you turn the clock back to yeah. a degree. Yeah. And he's not even in a uh, walk here. <laughs> by, by, by the way, it is really kind of remarkable when you say we're turning the clock back a little bit to, to the first year. But from day one, the inception of this organization, Gallant did it, and I got news for you, DeBoer, the same thing. Not shortening the bench, rolling four lines. But it's not just rolling four lines, Steve. He starts games with these guys. He puts them out in the last minute of a period. And then the game's on the line in the third period with nine minutes to go, with five minutes to go. With th- you know, and there's the fourth line out there that he's got that yeah. willingness to give him a tap on the shoulder and give him the quality minutes. Maybe not, you know, it's not quantity, but those are quality. Point. And he picks it, but you have to know when to do it. Well, and he did this he, late in the second period, and nobody talked about this. Late in the second period, I think there was just over a minute to go. He had Colasar, Carrier. And instead of Reeves, he put Tuck out there mm-hmm. to make sure they were a little stronger defensively so they didn't give up a goal late in the period, and it worked. And then later in the third, Reeves was out there skating his shift, and then, of course, once they had the two-goal lead and then the three-goal lead, it didn't matter. He could stay out there as long as he didn't do something stupid like start a riot. He was going to be fine, and he was. You know, Reeves played well last night. And uh, I, I felt bad for Patrick Brown. and But I also understand maybe why DeBoer did what he did. Patrick Brown had some defensive lapses in Game 5. Lucky it didn't cost Vegas. Hey, let's give DeBoer credit here. Yeah. You know, at home he threw Hagen. Like, boy, Holden was playing good. He played a good game. All right, back to Holden. Yeah. Oh, you're back home. He kept Holden in. All right, Reeves in. Brown went out. Yeah. Well, listen. He's pushing all the right he's buttons. Pu- he's I've pushing the, this for he's, he's weeks pushing now. the buttons. Uh, now, Ken thought I was too nice to the board, by the way, two weeks ago in my column. And I said. Uh, about what? When I said that how the board has done a really good job of handling things and, and, and pushing he done the right wrong? buttons. I, I don't think he's a DeBoer guy, to tell you the truth. You know. All right. Well, I, I just look at things a little more objectively, perhaps. Uh, who cares? I mean. No, but he's entitled to his opinion. Look at, look at his record. He said I was too nice to him. Well, 
Well, he's, he's like anybody. He's not perfect. I'll call you out on Sunday. I can tell you that. I well, want to quit. We're not getting the underdog comment. Thank you. Yeah, that, that, no more that this Rodney sale. Dangerfield crap. The the lifeboats and the jumping out of the lifeboats. It, it, it didn't, and, that stuff didn't work for Cassidy. No, the Saints took care of that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know, just go play. Coach your team. Don't worry about other stuff. Don't worry about refs. And what, what, honestly... I think take I, a cue from John Cooper. No, take a cue you know, from Barry Trotz. You, I, you Coach know, your team. Yeah, you know what? All sports, all teams do this, and I'm I like, know. no, no. Like, don't listen to the outside noise. I'm like, what? Out? Where? 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 What was the outside noise? I, I, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, I, I, I didn't hear anybody. Oh, these guys soccer. They. I Maybe mean, they listen to the show and they think we're too critical. Well, we ever. Well, I mean. Listen, they've, they're answering the bell. The thing that has been their problem, they're lighting the lamp. All right? Mm-hmm. They're putting goals in. I mean. There's very little to find the game is, it's, fault it's, with it's, right it, now. The game is not rocket science. No. The game is not rocket science. But but coaches do that. Players at the transo say, oh, we, you know, nobody who would have thought we'd have come back. Or, you know, everybody thought we were dead and buried. Well, I, mean, I did. I had him picked to win in six before the. Well, series. after it was down 2 0, after what you saw in game two, say yes. I didn't and, have a lot of confidence. Well, well after game two, the way they played in game yeah. two, and you're coming home going, it's it's still an uphill climb here because you're, you know, you're dealing with, you're going against a really good team. Yeah. But. You haven't lost a game at home yet, so there's still there was. Well, that's what Mark Stone tried to imply after Game Two. They said the right things. Far from over, and eventually they had to go into Denver and win a game, and they did. They won Game Five. But I, and they found a hey, way. Hey, listen, at the end down of the day, who, after two, it, and they it, find guys use the manufactured the us against the world stuff, and that, that's that's I the hate way. That crap. I know, Steve, but I, they're not the only team that's ever done it. Every team does it. I know. I don't know. Montreal I, should do it. If I'm, if I'm Ducharm, I'm I'm playing that. Well, if anybody's going to say we don't have a chance, I mean, he's the one who should be saying that. Absolutely. Who, he who, who really, no, but the board said it before game. Who really going into that series said, man, this is a series we've all been waiting to see. Who was say who, before that thing started, said, well, I don't even know why we show up or where we, like, who was saying that? You're, you're tied in points. Me. You were four and four and four in the regular season. It's the series we've all been waiting to see. I don't know where. I don't know who was, you know, throwing the medicine ball on them from a helicopter that they had no chance. I don't know. It wasn't us. I, I can tell you that. We both thought they had a great shot to win this series, and ultimately they did. But you know this wolf of meat crap just—it just pisses me off. I'm sorry, I just get tired of it. Hey, maybe that's the curmudgeon in me. All right. You know it's probably a good thing. I mean, when What's you that? talk about no, it's like messages sent out through the media and. and, oh, and no, 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 no. This is what, that, what the coaches do. This is what they all—they're all—they're all trying to be Sigmund Freud. But I'll <laughs> tell you, the guy who's who's winning the lottery here is Flurry. Because could you imagine? If there were reporters in a locker room in Montreal, I mean, thank God for him that this is a Zoom thing. For, yeah. for, because, 
the locker room would not be big enough. Like uh, they'd be elbowing McNabb and everybody. They'd be throwing elbows at these guys to get the flirt. Oh, they'd, yeah. they'd be fifty deep. This is not a joke, right? You've been to I've, my. I've, I've been to the forum. I've, I experienced it when I was at Bell Center the first year. All right. With Flurry Perron and March itself. The reporters would be circled fifty deep. America. I mean, with English speaking and French speaking reporters, this guy would be just besieged, and. Basically, he's going to end up doing a. He's going to be sitting down three doing a. Zoom. He's going to do a six. Maybe they'll be nice and give it a, a six seven minute zoom. English, he'll do some French. do some English with the, with the Vegas people, and then you know he'll have his four questions yeah. in French. No, because they'll want to ask him about his dad's death, about the sword with Alan Walsh, you know, all the stuff that has nothing to do with what he's right. doing, which is playing some outstanding hockey, in goal for the Golden Knights. But that's how it is up there. He knows it. By the he way, grew up with it. Did you see the reaction on the streets? I was talking to Cam Stewart. We, by the way, uh, yeah. Montreal, yes. Sirius 204 tomorrow night at midnight. We do the Light the Lamp show, and there's the Light the Lamp podcast on the sports grid mm-hmm. platforms. But we're talking about this. I mean, you watch these people on the streets of Montreal. This is when they're happy. <laughs> you know, so, and the thing is, if they go out in the first round, but they get worse. The deeper it goes, right? I mean, if you get to the semis and the finals, I i mean, it's a hockey game, kids. I mean, well, well I, know, I know. Okay, It's you... also the home of the Richard riot and and other things. So don't and, – and let's also remember. I'm just saying behave been, up there. It's been very tough up in Canada with the pandemic. There's a lot of pent-up anger, Ooh. frustration, energy, however you want to term it. So – it doesn't make it right to be turning over, you know, if you riot and stuff. Nobody's condoning that. I'm sorry. So so can I... But if they want to again, celebrate and dance in the streets, God then, bless them. Then let me ask this question. All right? God. You know, we're still doing this pandemic crap. You know, it's like, close a restaurant at 10. Yeah. Like, at 10.02. Here comes COVID. You know, like, it's the vampire at 10.02. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> But if right, right, come on, really, am I wrong? I mean, all right, so it's just funny the way you said it. Uh, it's like, God, it's right. like you're going to be shot if you're outside your door. Get home! It's ten oh one. So Montreal had four thousand fans in there. Okay, they win the game. Yeah, there's thirty thousand people in the street going bananas. Can't you put eight thousand in the building? I mean, I mean, let them go to the game. They're out there screaming in each other's face anyway. Let them go to the game. Hey, I don't run the province of Quebec. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't. I'm, I'm not the Quebec premier. Well, no, well, what what honestly, you want me to do? Honestly, it's almost. It was up to me. I'd let, I'd let it 22,000 in the Bell Center. Honestly, it's almost remarkable, and it, it turns out to be the Golden Knights, that an American team's going there. Yeah. I mean, 99%, right? We were looking at the Canadians, as it turns out, coming down and playing in Arizona or L.A. Right, Exactly. Yeah, and you brought up the point too that for Vegas this will be this ain't going to be a picnic. I mean, it's going to yeah. be almost a throwback. I don't think it'd be as bad, but it's well, going to be close to the bubble. It will be. It's going to have. Won't it? It's going to. It's going to look kind of familiar to the Vegas guys, and yeah, Mark. By the way, who did play in the Cup final in Edmonton? Uh, there'll there'll be some bubble flashbacks of Edmonton when these guys get to Montreal. Uh, Thursday morning or late Wednesday night or whenever they leave, probably Thursday morning, I'm guessing. 
because they will not be able to just roam St. Catherine Street and go find a nice you know bistro what? for lunch. In a weird <laughs> way, in a weird way, to jump in there, and it happens in the semis, I'd view that as a very good thing. Now, because last year in the bubble, you make the semis, you've been up there forever and you're dragging yeah. ass, right? Yeah. So now they're jumping in. You know what? Hey, guys, we're close. This is a business trip. Exactly. In and out. Let's win this thing. Let's get the hell out of Dodge. And you know, Especially not... if they hold serve at home and win games one and two. So I think it's a, maybe it's a good thing. And then. It is a good thing. And uh, you know what? I am not discounting Montreal in any way, shape, or form. You got a great goaltender. They, you know, don't get over. Their defense is good, right? But it, would you agree? Mm-hmm. It would really behoove Vegas if they could to get this over in five. Absolutely, just get or it four. If they l- can let the over. Islanders and Tampa Bay kill have at other. it, they'll kill each other. And I, that series will not end in four. That series will probably go six or seven. I would think. I mean, if Tampa thinks they're just rolling into the Coliseum, where, by the way, they're at full capacity now, not just 12,000, so it'll be 14,000, and that extra 2,000 maniacs in there, it'll make a difference. Stevie, chime in, brother, man. What do you got? Oh, go Saints, go. (laughs) 14,000 Saints fans. They'll kill them. You think the Islanders are going to kill Tampa? Really? No, no, no. no I'm just saying at, at home. It's, it's oh, going to be. It's okay. going to be. A, it's, I you were making a bold prediction. It, no, no, no. It's going. To, it's going to be a raucous crowd. I'll, you I'll back s- that up with some money. Well, I'll say this. I I love playing the dogs in the playoffs, Steve. I will have the Islanders game by game, depending on how it goes. I mean, I, uh, yeah. Trot, Trot's his team will hang in there. They're they're not going quietly in the night. This they're will healthy. be a series. They weren't healthy last year in the bubble. They didn't have Sezikis. They didn't have Boychuk. They didn't have uh, Clutterbuck. Pellick was hurt. And Varlamov is on his game right now. But they've learned how to play without him. They've adjusted to life without Andrews Lee. And Andrews Lee, by the way, is skating. Don't be shocked if it's game six at the Coliseum and you see 27 on the ice. I wouldn't be shocked. Blue jersey. The other other guy for me is Barzal right now. He's stepped it up a little bit. He had stepped it up just a little bit, and he was already good, but it, he's at another level right now, Steve. I've been waiting for this for weeks, Stevie, for weeks. Screaming at my TV for Barzal to shoot the puck, quit overpassing, quit taking stupid penalties. He's finally playing like the guy he's supposed to be. You know what? It's look great at, to watch him, by the way. Uh, no, I love. I, honestly, I'm a fan. I really am. I'm happy for you. But I and I've watched them very closely along with you the last yeah. two years, and you know I, I mean what we talked about last year, mm-hmm. the power play, their lack of success on the power play, did them in last year. It's better now, so Palmieri's finally starting to kick into yeah. gear a little bit. Josh but, Bailey's also played well in that second unit, but He's here, giving them some life. Here's where I'm worried, Steve. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know Tampa's a monster. It's the inconsistency on the blue line that scares me. It you know Mayfield like a bad shift from Andy Green perhaps Mayfield, Mayfield. Dobson do do some good things yeah. and then you're like yeesh you're right like you know you're it's right. like there, there, there's there's a lot of good yes but 
man, you can't. You have to really minimize. You you got to play damn near a perfect game against these guys. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see someone like Pallad or Goodrow become a hero in this series because they took advantage of some sloppy play in the Islanders' end. If you know what, if Stamkos and Kucherov and Point just kick butt and Vasilevsky plays like the Vesna winner and you lose, you tip your hat, you shake their hands, you wish them well. I don't want to lose to the third or fourth line of Tampa. Yeah, but they're loaded. I mean, that's, by, that's by, the, the By challenge. the way, Luddy and, and Pellick are, are really strong. It's, the, the D has to really... They just got to tighten up against these guys. Mm. But but to your point, in fact, we, I said we were doing that podcast with Cam. Come on, stupid computer. Well, that no, said, wait, if... wait to hear this roster though. I mean, it's it's, it's just borderline stupid when you think of the, the depth that these guys have. You go right on down the line. Uh, here we go. Well, Sergeyev is the third D pair. Look at Kucherov. He's played 11 games. He has 18 points. The guy's fresh as a daisy. Stamkos, 13 points in 11 games. And these are the additions. Right. Point, to me, is the MVP of the team. I know Kucherov. He's the the, con smite for me if they win it. You know, he's so clutch. But my guy, Kalorn, Sorelli, Mm -hmm. Palat. I mean, Coleman, nothing wrong with Coleman as a role player. Yanni Gord. Tyler Johnson's an afterthought. He's a fourth-liner. And you're Tyler trying to Johnson. win a cup. Oh, but guess who landed here? Maroon. Yes. You know, like Maroon's like a Benino. He puts you over the top, I right? It, it's endless. I, that's what I'm saying. Barkley Goudreau. Remember that name, Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, this God, is going to be a hard There's series. the subplot. There's the subplot if they play Tampa. Oy. But you know what? If I'm Vegas, I'd rather play Tampa than the Islanders. I think, I think, they think match so. Up better. I do. Don't ask me why. I just do. I've, I've watched every Islanders Knights game that's been played the first oh, three years. Could you imagine though? The Islanders are tough for them to play against. Stevie, I mean, could you imagine? I'll never forget Nate Schmidt chasing Barca all over the ice at the Coliseum. Oh, that was fantastic! Before the uh, in the overtime the pandemic. Yeah, and like Nate Schmidt was just, yeah, <laughs> and like. And, you know, Galan said at the time, he said, look, we need to have somebody watch Barzal. And Nate was the best option. And Nate did a good job on him. Fantastic but job. But it, it wore him out. He said he was never this tired in his life. Yeah. So somebody's got to account for Barzal if the Islanders and the Knights play each other. Stevenson, maybe? I mean, it's, it's, it's so... Stevenson... Stone's too slow. Yeah, you, you don't. You, you need a, a you, quick, you, you'd wear, you'd guy, wear Stone Stevie. out chasing him. Yeah, Stevenson would probably be the best option, but Trotz will know that. He'll find a way to keep Barzal off away from Stevenson. It's funny when you watch hockey. I mean, for the most part, other than draw, drawing, dialing something up off a faceoff, there's not a lot of X's and O's. But when the Caps beat Vegas in the finals. There are a lot of X's and O's. You made a great adjustment. The, those cross crease passes and the, and they 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 in Vegas didn't adjust How about until getting game. all their forwards to block shots, including Ovechkin. Yeah, think about that. But you know what? It's kind of nice to have a couple days 
to kind of reboot and get our energy levels back up for what's going to be you know, an amazing 10, 11 days oh, of hockey it's, between It's fun to be series. involved. We would be thrilled. You know, we love doing this, but to be actually, you know, your city and the teams involved, we're going to have so much fun. By the way, John Forslund, who's going to be calling the series in NBC. Yes. Remember the first time. Uh, we asked about Eddie O. You go, no, Forslund's calling. Well, hey, John, what do you think? Monday, John Forslund's. That's great. John Forslund's going to come on with us Monday. Steve will be with us next week. On Tuesday. Dennis Bernstein, our friends Pat Micheletti, Dave Shane from the RJ, our, uh, Ken Bolke, Jason mm-hmm. Pothier, uh, and we'll take you around the league. It's going to be a great week of coverage. And don't forget, Game 3 Hockey Watch Party Club Madrid when they go to Montreal next Friday, week from today, 5 o'clock game, great prizes, food, uh, drink specials, great room. It's a lot of fun. You can see the reaction in what the room looks like on my Twitter at Brian Blessing. And our friends... Terrible Herps with the VGK game day giveaway. Adam S. Cutner with the tickets on the power play. And, of course, John Smith subs with the hat trick special at 9701 West Flamingo. We thank them one and all. Steve, always good to see you. You're a Sunday, you, Sinbin friend. Sunday? Sinbin Sunday to break down DeBoer, the series. No more violin. Well, that's just a part of it. But uh, I am going to pick the Knights to get to the cup final and beat Montreal, although I think it might be tougher than we all think. But I do think the Knights are the better team, and they will prove it. We shall see. I I think I concur. The other series, I'm I'm hoping. (laughs) I know you are. Stevie, great job all week, pal. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Have a good weekend, boys. Thanks, Brian. And TC and uh, Ballpark will be popping in here. Thanks to Chuck Esposito, our friends at Station Casino, specifically Sunset Station out in Henderson. Have a great week. Hey, we get back on Monday. John Forslund will be our guest on Vegas Hockey Hotline, and it'll be game one of the semis.